on you if I'm, you, you got to catch me, all right? So, um, but anyway, uh, so I, I covet your prayers this morning. Um, this is my second time to do this. Uh, the first time was in Bartlett about a year ago, and then now there's this. So uh, some of you may be thinking, uh, I never thought I would see the day where he would be standing up there. And, and doing this because you knew me when I was, when I was younger, um, but that's okay. There is a God, and he's at work. So um, I do covet your prayers this morning uh, as, we, as we get through this. And, and one other thing, you know, you know what the, the beauty of having a guest speaker is? You make it through the entire outline, okay? So we're, uh, we're going to make it all the way. We, there's, no, there's no hangover, right? I'm not going to, uh, to you know, hijack some of Randy's time next week. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, your devices, uh, commit it to memory, whatever you have, um, open to the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter chapter 3, and we'll, we'll jump right in. And, um, you know, so what I wanted to, to just talk about today, the, the title of our, our sermon is Abide, Abide in Christ. And and the key verse there found in, in John, you know, 15 in the, uh, the Gospel of John, uh, where Jesus is, is talking to his disciples and he says, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me can bear much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. And so we just want to spend some time talking about what it is to, to abide in Christ. And, and I've grown to love the book of 1 John and just John's writing in general. And so I wanted to, to share with you a little bit about that this morning. So as you're getting there, just to set up a little context about, about this letter that the Apostle John wrote, um, obviously written by, written by John, one John, the first John, all right? Second John was written by the second John and so on and so forth. You know how that goes, right? The Apostle John uh, writing, writing this letter, and, and in most, most New Testament letters, you, you see, you know, obviously written by the Apostle Paul, but he has a greeting, a salutation to say, hey, to the church in Ephesus or to the, uh, to the church in Rome, I'm writing to you this, right, to the church in Galatia. There's no greeting, there's no, there's no salutation in, in this letter that, that John is, is writing, but what we can deduce and what we know by reading the word, uh, or reading the letter, is that he's addressing this to believers, right? He uses words like dear children, little children, brothers, okay? He's writing to the believers in his day, and by extension, to us today. And really the purpose, if you step back and you look at First John, and what he's fellowship in Christ, our fellowship in Christ, and our fellowship with, we would have assurance that we can know that we who are in Christ are, it says, this fellowship is manifest in, in two different ways. And, and he says that by doing so, when we are in fellowship with Christ, that it increases our life of sin. We, we learn to avoid false teachers. And it's in our, in our hearts and in our lives about our eternal perspective our, with our, our Lord and Jesus Christ, right? And so he says this, he says that in, in 1 John in, in chapter 1, that if we walk, and he's speaking about in relation to, 
to our sin because we know we still deal with sin in our life. We still mess up. And, um, and so what he's saying is that when we walk in the light, when we walk in God's light as it will reveal that sin to us, such that in 1 John 1, 9, that we would be moved our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins because when we have unconfessed sin in our life, it breaks that fellowship. Ever felt you? Maybe because we have things in our life, things that have crept in that get this right because we have broken fellowship with Christ. And feel our sin to us that we would confess it and be restored of for one another. And we say that uh, in, in chapter 3 in Christ, but we hate our brothers, then the truth is not not in three, end of chapter two and chapter three today, there's, there's one idea that I want us to, to um, time this morning is that expectation drives fear. And let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Many of you have probably Thanksgiving, Christmas, something like that, or just have family in town, um, right? Why? Because you're, you're cleaning your house, <laughs> um, I can say this in front of my parents because they're here in the room. They know this. Uh, But deep cleaning time. No longer could we get by with shoving everything under our beds. You've got to then when you open the door, it all all falls out, right? This was the time that we really didn't have to clean was our carpet, all right? And that's not because we, we all throughout the year, every day was so thick that nothing got through that onto the brother's room. It was just pristine. It was like it was just, just put down, you know, last week. It's just so, don't, so, but the expectation of having people come over into your home, them to come into a warm and inviting home, and for them not to get the impression that drives the behavior, the mad cleaning, cleaning process. Um, 12, 13 years old, I wanted to be a, a doctor when I grew up, and Carry that all the way through high school and, and into my first first three years of college and so science classes, biology, chemistry, physics, you know, all of these to medical school, right? And you gotta do all that. But it was it was organic chemistry, my and my brain just didn't just didn't click. So he said I had to change my expectations. As it may, at least it's not an engineer. Right, Mike? Mm, sorry. <laughs> uh, the behavior of what I pursued. And this concept, this idea of expectation drive with Christ. And so that's what we want to what we want to look at this morning is in Christ. And so you're in first John chapter two, let's twenty eight through chapter three, verse two. It says this. John writes, he says, Now little children have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. This is righteousness is born of him. See how great a love the Father has bestowed. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Appeared as yet what we will be, we know that when He appears, we will be as He is. Okay? So, our expectation in Christ for us, He will appear to us. We will, we will be where He writes to the church in Corinth and 2 Corinthians. He said, he said we walk by faith in the this hope that we have in Christ is that one day our faith will be cured to us. We will be in his presence. And not only that, and we will be like him. 
okay? That's our expectation. We will see Christ. Paul describes it this way in, in Philippians chapter 4. It says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory, and by uh, to subject all things to himself. Peter, Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, he says, has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge, for by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world by our expectation that we will see Christ and we will be like him. Now, like, but the promise is, is that whatever Jesus is, that's what we will, we will see him and we will be like him. Is that when he appears to us, we want to be confident on that day. Be confident, right? And so the truth here is that all of us that are in Savior Jesus Christ one day, we will see him face to face. That's our hope. That's our is. We will be with him. We will see him. Our faith will be made sight on that day when we stand before our Lord who gave up everything. We don't want to, to know that in our life, line up, that it, it wasn't producing confidence in our life, that when we see him, that we're ashamed of what we've made of the time and, and the talents, confidence on that day. I think about, when I think about this, I think about my front and center, watching, hanging on in every word, judging every word, right? It used to be this, right? Uh, so I think about my wedding day, and um, kudos to us, just a, a dot on the wall to some of the marriages in here, but we're working out just waking up that morning and just the expectation, the nervousness, the anxiety, my, my tuxedo, and got a haircut, and you know, shaved and and, do, and my wife, this beautiful dress and hair and makeup and everything, just wanting everything. I said, now, if I'd have shown up there in sweatpants and a t-shirt, you would have still married me, right? Yeah, maybe so. And see, that's the point, right? I could have showed up in sweatpants and a t-shirt and we would have still gotten married. That doesn't change the fact of the union make the best representation of ourselves because of the expectation of that day. Be right. I know it's not a lot to work with, but I wanted this to be as best as. And so that's that should be our heart. That should be our desire for when we go. We want to have the best representation of what we've done. Down and say, this is what I have. This is what I have to show. Can confidently stand before you because I'm going to see you see our Lord. We'll see our Savior. We will see Jesus face to face one day. Look at the, at the behavior that we have in Christ. It says, if you know that He is righteous, then you know that everyone see how great love the Father, uh, the Father has, uh, has bestowed. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is, as himself, just as he is pure. Everyone who practices sin also, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins, 
and in him there is no who sins has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives, just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has destroyed the works of the devil. No one who has been born of God practices sin, because he is born of God. All right? See, in this, our behavior in Christ is that our practice, you see that, that John so beautifully points out what our position in Christ. The love the Father has be bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and that of a, of a Christian. That moment when we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that in God's eyes, God declares us righteous and the, and the righteousness of positionally declared righteous and even more so that God then and daughters. We are the children of God. And Paul goes on, then as children, we are heirs to everything that is our co-heirs with Christ. Okay? That is who we, we are God's children. Now, this idea of a practice, when he's saying, what is our practice? The practice is, it's a, it's a way, the, the word there can, is a pattern of, that, that's used. It's a life thing. This is not a, hey, I do it here on occasionally, but this is the pattern of the way of my life. This is my lifestyle. And he's saying that because of our expectation, then it should drive us that our practice, our lifestyle thing. He says, look, if we are in Christ and we are the children of God, okay, we should behave like God's children. I had times over, over my life, I'm, you know, doing something and interacting with, and, and uh, I take a, a, a compliment to that most times, obnoxious or uh, getting on her nerves. And, and, but she says, believers, how great would it be for others to look at you because like your daddy, you're just like your heavenly father would be that the highest compliment that we as individuals, as Christians, could be a man or woman after God's own heart. Man, we are just like our daddy because we are behaving and our, as what our position, all right? Now, our practice, even less, we're not sinless, Okay? We all know we strive, and so we never get to, to the point where we're sinless until we matches our position. We end up sinning less. You know, a believer is when we, when we sin, that sin creeps up. It's like when you, I'm not a farmer. My dad grew up on a farm. Many of you, it doesn't yield most times a one-for-one return, right? You plant the seed, and here's a corn. I don't know, I could be exaggerating. I'm speaking out of my ignorance of this. But I do know, I have seen ears are on them, and I know it comes from one, from one seed. So the same principle applies in us. When it produces its fruit, it's 8, 9, 10, 50, 100 fold. <laughs> stop sinning, right? We have to, it's, it's that simple. We have, to, we have to stop sin, right? So we never become completely sinless. Only Christ was that. But we, there's a cycle of being 
abiding in Christ and practice and get to get to that here momentarily. When we abide in Christ, then we have to our Lord, and when we draw closer to Him, we become more righteous in our experiences love. We get victory over sin, and when we get victory over sin, we want to spend more time. Last thing, this behavior in Christ and less, but we are driven to love for others. In verse, we see obvious anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God. No earlier in the letter in, in chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, John writes this, he says, The darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light, is in the darkness, and walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going. Okay. So we think about through just the teachings of Jesus throughout his... 15, he said, John recorded it in his gospel, uh, that if you love... Says if, that if you love, or he, he commands them in John 15 to know that you are my disciples if you what? Love one another. Others. Now, we have our expectations and we know what behavior drive this behavior in us today. Well, what makes it all happen? At uh, uh, verse 13, 13 through 24, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his abide in him. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, by this that we are of the truth, and we will assure our heart before him in whatever things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God and do the things that are pleasing in his, in his sight. This is Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his by this, that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. The use of the word abide. It may say, remain in me, right? To live, or communicating to live, to reside permanently, to make a dwelling, right? When we abide in Christ, we abide in us to the behaviors and gives us that confidence. So, well, first, it's not passive. It's, it's active in Christ. And what that means, that means we're, we're spending time with him. Right? It says the one in him. And guys, this is not, this is not natural for us. Right? We are born. Right? It's, all about, it's all about us. And then when God comes and commands us, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. They're going to take advantage of me. Make the choice and choose daily to abide in him and say, God, I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow you. We have to, we have to spend time with him. We, we, we have to do this. How many, how many times do you just spend daily, weekly, just pondering before he, he came down? The choice, what he went through to take on the form of mankind, to be like one of his creations, to step down out of circumstances. Like, okay, I can get to the stepping out of heaven, into, but to come as the son of a carpenter, humble, and yet he, he subjected himself, was willing to death, to be crucified on a cross. Our Lord, our Savior did that for us. Do you spend time, do we spend time 
thinking thing that he did, right? We think about him. We ponder him. You think about him. You see, I, there's, a, there's a direct relationship between our faith and tr- I think a lot of times, if we're honest with ourselves, we'd say, you know what, I don't, I don't trust enough about him. Right? We, we've experienced Christ as our, of how much we know about him. And that's, that's the only way we can relate to him. Packed full of the attributes of who Christ is and who our, who our God is, faith would increase. I don't want to speak for, for Randy, but, but I will, who's your daddy series is that we would know who our God is to drive us to abide in him. That when we know more about him, we want to know more and experience with our God. So it's not passive, it's act we do, you know, every other week or on, you know, Wednesdays and Sunday type thing. But abiding in Christ should be a permanent, guys, we've got to, every day we wake up, we've got to feel the need, the brokenness that we have without him and the peace that we have abiding in Christ. We want, we feel that need, we make it a permanent it, it, if we're going to drive the behavior that we need in Christ, love one another, then we have to, we have to go all in. We have to submit mind, bodies, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. We have to give all of that over. It's just like Jesus said, when he imputes his righteousness in half, all my glory, all my riches, all my possessions, everything that I am, everything that I am, I give to you saying, Jesus, all that I am, everything that I have, words, my actions, my deeds, my relationships, my job, and I will live under that premise that it's all you. So as we close, many of you are wondering one and not the other. Uh, many of you that, that have heard me you know, talk what it looks like to abide in Christ, I think about brewing tea. It's funny, Peter up here goes, what else do you need up here, man? <laughs> Unbeknownst to him that this was about brewing tea. And you can clearly see the difference between, okay, the one in my right hand has had the tea bag in it the whole time. You see how dark? Eh, I'm not sure what that really looks like, right? So the illustration here is that, all right, and we are we are the cup of water, and so say okay, here's there's my there's my Sunday morning. I got it. All right, I'll come back and do it again. The nature of us spending time with our Lord, we're changed, right? If this is the expectation for us to ultimately be transformed, be like him, to stand before him, confident when we see him face to face one day. Now, you can't tell the parts, the water from the tea, because we are abiding in him. So as we close and as the, the band made this, what would you, we do dived like we would see Jesus face to face one day? What was, maybe there's some things that we would, we would stop altogether. It is not representative of what a child of God should be. And I know, Lord and Savior, face to face one day. And on that day, I want to stand before him and drive my behavior.
to abide in him such that my sin less, but I would sin less, and that would manifest itself. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for our to us, and, and for those of us that are in this room that are confident expectation that we will be with you one day. We'll see you. The desire of our heart should be that we want to stand before you knowing that we did all that, that we acted like your son. We acted like your, your daughter to you. Father, there may be some here this morning. There may be some that are, may have not have come into that relationship with you. Maybe they say to themselves, in his presence one day, because what I'm doing right now isn't working. Father, I pray today they would confess with their mouth that they are a sinner and that they're in need of a Savior, and that they would redeem us to adopt us as your children, and that you would be glorified. Your son, Jesus, that you sent, humbly taking on the form of a man, to be crucified in our place, to take our sins, that we could be your, your children. And Father, maybe we'd be encouraged by that. We'd be strengthened by that. We would be broken by that, by that truth. And that that would lead us to draw closer to you and to go out into this world and live as your children. We thank you for this time. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Will you stand as we sing?